Welcome back to Adorkable. I'm your host, and this is episode 8, where we're going to be talking about E3, the big video game convention that happens every year, which brings in a lot of people and a lot of game developers to preview and test out their new incoming games. So, I've decided let's make a top 5 games I really want to see appear at E3 and I want to see more updates from. Again, this is not an actual rating from 1 being hooray and 5 being meh. This is more of just like these are just the top 5 games I really want to see, so no specific order. So please sit back and enjoy the listen. And if you agree, hooray! If you don't, well, leave a comment. Let me know what's what's so different in your opinion and why you think that game's more important than these 5. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, number 1, Kingdom Hearts 3. Why? Because Square Enix has been giving us so many so many trailers so many updates so many announcements and i just want more from seeing the keyblades change forms to introducing a new system where you can summon amusement park rides which i think is my favorite part is the fact that you can summon amusement park rides from disney world or disneyland is an incredible addition to the franchise because I really want to see if you're able to actually summon in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride because the Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride before it was an actual movie so if you can summon the Black Pearl with Sparrow on it I think that'd be really cool and I want to see thanks to uh, so many trailers and announcements happening I want to see more gameplay but not of you know Sora I want to see more gameplay of Kyrie and Riku. I want to see if they are playable characters, like how Birth by Sleep you were able to play as Aqua and Ven and I already forgot his other name. He got taken over by Xehanort, and I don't think he's a that much an important character. And I'm happy he got taken over. He was lame, in my opinion. But what I want to talk about with Kingdom Hearts Three is the fact that. Kyrie is one of the few characters who seemed to, seems to be very important and made her very important, but she's taken a backseat as just a bystander in a lot of the franchise. And in Kingdom Hearts 2, she actually wields a Keyblade and starts fighting, which is cool, but like you don't fight with her as a playable character. And to tease even more, at the end of... I do not believe it was Birth... No, it was Birth by Sleep. They entered a secret ending where... Master Yen tells her, asks, so you also wielded a Keyblade, and it's her. So I really want to see, if even if it's like training her into like using the Keyblade, I really want to see that develop. I really want to see her be more of this uh, sidelined damsel. I want her to be a strong protagonist that can also fight alongside Sora, not just leave it up to Sora, which would be really cool to see. Uh, the second game I really want to talk about was from Bethesda. They just made a Twitter announcement about a possibility of a new Fallout. Now, we don't know if it's going to be a actual game or it's going to be an actual uh, mobile app, like uh, the Shelter game. But what we do know so far is that Bethesda gives us good stuff when we wait. So hopefully at E3, they'll reveal at least a trailer or at least a teaser to get us going and being really excited for. If you guys have been looking up on the internet, there is a game that's set somewhat like post-apocalyptic uh fallout but it's not really fallout it's called atomic hearts and if you're interested look that up and 
do some research because honestly it looks very 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 much like a fallout game just really creepier it's like a fallout mixed with bioshock i think that's the best way of putting it the third game i want to talk about because i it has a special place in my heart ever since i played it around 2013 has to be the last of us part two the last of us i played in 2013 was an amazing amazing game thank Thank you, Naughty Dog, for developing it because its story was so intricate and the first 20 minutes set the tone for the entire game. With those first 15 to 20 minutes, you realize like this is, this is going to be a really messed up game that's going to really make me consider my ethical choices. And it does. So with what we know of Last of Us Part 2... With the protagonist Ellie being, I want to, she kind of looked a little bit like a young adult, 18, 19, 20s. She looked like she was around there in that new trailer, playing the guitar with blood all over her. So we automatically, I mean, if you guys have played the game, you guys know Ellie's a badass. Now, adult Ellie, she is probably going to be such a badass, and we cannot wait to see that. So. With that being said, I would love to see more gameplay and a, maybe another teaser trailer to add on. That first teaser was amazing. Just the just the audio and the seeing it all go down. And since see, still seeing Joel in the background, like if Joel's a character who like has to be saved, it would be kind of really cool because he saved her emotionally, spiritually, and physically. From the hospital, just saying. Spoilers, if you still have not played this game, it's still a fantastic game. You should still go out and get it now and play it and enjoy yourself. And also slash cry. Because I cried and a lot of people did cry too. The last two games are more fun oriented. I mean, all games are fun, but like, you play them for the story. These will more than likely be just like nostalgia filters. And for that, I say that for good reason. Because the next game, the fourth I want to talk about, is Super Smash Bros. for the Switch. Now, if you guys remember the trailer, you saw those squid, the squid, uh, the Inca, I can't remember what they're called. Ink Billies? Squid Billies? I think that's an Adult Swim show, actually. But one of those little ink block guys are, like, fighting each other, and then the big Super Smash Bros. emblem, like, comes in, like, fire, and like you can feel the intensity of it you're just like yes yes cannot wait if you guys were a fan of the Wii U's uh, amazing roster of characters we're all hoping for a brand new well some reoccurring characters and some new characters into the Super Smash Brothers franchise as well as an actual story mode they removed the story mode from like the brawl after brawl the story mode was removed and i kind of want to see a story mode again honestly i like stories i like the plot i enjoy them especially in video games even snake or even pac-man has a story behind it so i would love to see super smash brothers have a story again like it did before the last one which i know a lot of people have been speculating and really hoping to see some more from with E3's upcoming event has to be without a doubt 
the new Pokemon game also for the potential Switch or more than likely it might get devolved into like a handheld game. But a lot of people are hoping it is actually for the Switch game with a lot of rumors speculating that it's going to be open world and it might go back to the Kanto region where you have to catch Pokemon in real time. Which would be really cool going back to your origins but I would still like to see a new set of Pokemon as well. And I get the concept like it's really hard to create new Pokemon each each version from yellow red and blue all the way up to now like the creative minds have been like slowly dwindling down you know what I'm talking about with that ice cream Pokemon you know you know the inspirations have been like stretching super hard so hopefully with this new Pokemon game it revitalizes the the switch with some more gaming qualities because with Doom and other games popping right into uh, the Switch platform, I'm really hoping this new Pokemon game can be its own franchise. Just how, just how The Last of Us belongs to Sony with the PlayStation 4 and Halo belongs straight to Xbox One. I want this new Pokemon game to be strictly for Nintendo. And it usually is, but like I want it to be just for the Switch. And I want it to be impactful like those other games are for those consoles. So if you agree with me, hooray. If you don't, well, let me know why you disagree. And we'll talk about that too. I enjoy conversating. That's what I do. I like to talk. And I like to read. And I like to discuss a lot of awesome things coming our way. Like the new horror movies that have been reappearing with their awesome trailers. Or some sad attempts at nostalgia reboots, which, by the way, the era of nostalgia needs to end. I love the Predator, but I don't need another Predator reboot. You feel me? So, everyone out there, please thank you for listening. Please, 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 share, subscribe, and tweet, and uh, send me around. I'm easy that way. This is episode 8. I hope you guys enjoyed my adorable little rant. I think I'm cute. My fiance thinks I'm cute. So please stick around. And I really do hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Next podcast will have to be about a horror movie or a other movie. Oh, wait, I know what it's going to be about. It's more likely going to be about a review about the new Ninja Batman movie, which I kind of really, really, really hope it does not bomb. So please stick tuned for that. I'm your host as always. Thank you for stopping by for our Dorkable. See you later, Gators.